our annual celebration of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary always occurs during the month of December, on December 8th, nine months before the Church's Feast of the Nativity of Mary, her birth on September 8th. Of course, as we gather here, as people who live in Wisconsin, we know that we have transitioned from fall into winter now. There's snow on the ground, and the air is crisp and cold. In the spiritual tradition, many spiritual writers have referred to the Blessed Virgin Mary and compared her to snow. One writer named Father Joseph Kentenek, he was a German priest. He lived in the early 1900s and through the latter part of the 1900s. He was imprisoned in the concentration camp of Dachau. And after he was released from the camp, he was exiled and he took up refuge in the state of Wisconsin. He made his home in Waukesha. He was the founder of a movement of spirituality called Schoenstatt, and so he gathered people around him. These families would come and they would, in the evening, receive instruction from him. He would share about the spiritual life and help them to grow in their relationship with God. Perhaps living in Wisconsin, this is why Father Kentenich was able to say this about Mary. Nothing impure is within her. She is a mirror without flaw. She is purer than the sun, whiter than snow. She is the image of the eternal Son, Jesus Christ, glorified in eternity. We can compare Mary to the snow. We can say that she is purer than the snow, that she is whiter than the snow, that she is brighter than the snow. Sometimes when the sun hits the snow in a right way, it creates a glare. The brightness of the snow shines before us. But the Blessed Virgin is brighter than that even because of what God did for her. That in the Immaculate Conception, God chose to spare her of the taint of her original sin and to preserve her from sin throughout her entire life that the merits of the cross were given to her even before Jesus was born and died on that cross. When we think of the word purity, sometimes the word often is referred to in a sexual sense, to be pure sexually. And maybe that's true, and we talk about it in that sense, and St. Thomas Aquinas, who wrote a great manual of theology, did write about purity in that sense, but I think we can take it a bit further, especially on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and talk about purity in our mind, of our heart, of our body, and of our soul. There's a purity of our mind that we want to have, a purity of mind that thinks good thoughts, that thinks godly thoughts. An impure mind might think negative thoughts, might think uh, evil thoughts. And so we strive to have a purity even in our thought that we might always think the good of others. There's a purity of heart in that we can look at our intentions. 
What is the intention of my heart when I do something? Do I do a kind act to someone because I know that they're going to do something for me in return? So the purity of our heart would be a purity that has no selfish ambition. Purity of body, referring to our actions, our relationships, living according to the state of our vocation, God's calling in our life. And a purity of soul, to be without sin, to live without the sins in our life, to renounce them. And we know that sometimes our soul becomes impure because of sin, but through the sacrament of reconciliation, it's wiped clean, it's washed clean. And so we're restored to original innocence. In our first reading, we heard about Adam and Eve and how they fell. And God wanted all of us to be pure in our soul. But because of the fall, it gave us an inclination towards sin. And so when we go to confession, it restores us to that state that God intended for us. Mary is a great example of this purity of mind, heart, body, and soul. Purity of mind in that she singularly devoted herself to God from a very young age, thinking holy thoughts, pious thoughts. She had a purity of heart, as we heard in our gospel today, because after she has this exchange with the angel, she says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. She had a purity of heart, wanting to do only what God wanted her to do. A purity of body, because she says, How can this be, since I've had no relations with a man? And a purity of soul, because that's what God did for her in this Feast of the Immaculate Conception that we celebrate. Maybe this winter season, with every snowfall that comes our way, May it serve as a reminder to us of the purity of mind, heart, body, and soul that Mary had and that we're called to imitate, that we might have that same purity that overcame her entire life.